You are listening to The Hats We Wear. I'm Beth Echefano. This is the podcast where guests talk about the hats they're wearing, the joys and struggles they encounter while wearing those hats, and the way they've navigated through and overcome those struggles. My hope is you'll be able to connect with their struggle and realize that you too can overcome. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back to The Hats We Wear. I'm Beth Echefano and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Elaine Hughes and she's going to talk about the hats she wears, the joys and struggles of those hats and how she's overcome any struggles with the hats. So welcome Elaine, thank you for joining me. Welcome, thank you, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Um, so tell tell the listeners what hats are you wearing right now? Um, okay, so I'm a business owner um I'm a mother I'm a sister um I'm uh you know a, a carer I've been also been a carer for my parents in the past so yeah so I kind of wear different different hats for different things so what hat would you like to talk about I I really want to get to um a struggle that you found maybe it's maybe it's juggling all the hats you're wearing maybe it's one specific hat but Share one of those hats and the struggles that you've encountered and how you've overcome the struggles. I think for me, it's, um, for, first of all, I, I have a physical disability. So caring with a disability is difficult. And it's something we don't really talk about. A lot of people who are carers are also caring for somebody else. And it's quite difficult managing your own condition while sort of also managing either their condition or helping another person with their condition as well. Yeah. And, and, as, and as society, we don't really think about it. We think, you know, I mean, we don't usually think about that person actually having a condition themselves and looking. So they could be, you know, they, they could be working full time um, and looking after somebody who's sick at home, but still have, you know, an ailment or disability themselves. We don't really talk about that side of stuff. So I think that's something that, you know, we need to raise more awareness for. That's beautiful. I'd love to raise awareness on that. Absolutely. So whatever you're comfortable sharing, share away. Like how, what struggles did you, are you encountering or have you encountered and how did you, how do you manage? How do you manage having that disability and caring for someone as well? Yeah, I think it's, it's hard. It's mentally straining, emotionally straining, um, physically straining, because you've got to try and put your, for your personality out first. So you don't have a downtime. So you, you feel like you can't just switch off. And, and, and I've been through all the emotions of it, of knowing that, you know, I have to be there for the people, but I can't quite be there for myself. So you've been taking off time for yourself. You know, and as you know, you know, looking after kids and working and being your own business, you're juggling all these different scenarios, and yet you're, you know, you're, there's no time for you. So I'm very much about testing your Saturday well-being, where's the well-being for me, what can, what can we could do for me to rest and, and, and recuperate. And, and also mental health, mental health and, and you know, my, my mental well-being. Yeah, so how do you find that you kind of fill up your cup? Because if you're empty, you can't help anybody else. So do you have a certain way that are you struggling with how to fill up that cup? Do you or Do you have a balance or do you feel like, no, I don't have a balance and I need one? There are times there are times that I felt that, that there isn't a balance, but I think for me now I try to make myself, you know, do things for me. So whether it's go to the hairdressers or take time out or just, you know, just have that few moments 
um, go and sit in the garden. I know now it's easier said than done, but sometimes you have to just really just make that effort to spend some time for you. You know, catch up with an old friend, go for go for a drink, or meet somebody in the park. You know, I mean, it's a case of it. It's a case of if you don't make that time for yourself, then you know, nobody will do it for you. You have you have to force yourself to do it because because otherwise you just spiral into a case where you end up resenting you the person. Mm. I've had that in the past where where I when I was caring for my parents, I resented them because I was always caring for them. I didn't have that time for myself. And I was like, no, I need to, I need time out. I need to go and spend time with my friends. I need to go to, you know, go sit in the park, get my nails done, or get my head, just to have that downtime for me. I have a question about that. Um, so when you were caring for your parents and you started to resent them, do you feel like you um, could have made time for yourself, but you felt guilty or you just didn't want to? What do you think that was? Because I think that's a really important point that you made two really important points that I heard. The first one is you have to force yourself. If you don't feel like you want to, you need to force yourself to make that time for, for you. And second, I, I love that you said that you started to resent them because it was all about them and you weren't filling your own cup. So yeah. when you were caring for your parents, do you feel like there was an opportunity if you had forced yourself to take time for yourself? I think it's, a, it's all the, it's all the, emotions that come with it you know you want to be a good daughter you mm -hmm. know at the same time you know I had guilt because I had I had a young daughter at the time so I felt guilty because I wasn't spending enough time with my daughter okay um, I, was trying, I was trying to be a mom. I was trying to work I, and you do have that resentment because I think to myself I'm not supposed to be here I'm not for you know my, my, parents, my parents were older um, I'm not supposed to be here, I'm at 30, you know, 32 years of age, I'm not supposed to be looking after elderly parents, but it was a situation, they, they were ill, it wasn't their fault, they were ill, they, they just happened to be ill. Yeah. Um, so you do have that little resentment, but I found that when, when I started to force myself to take time out, you know, and I started looking at, you know, even if it's like going in the garden and just having a glass of wine, yeah. you know, just, it just switching off for five minutes or do some meditation or, or something, it's not this, but I can't. I don't, I don't blame them. I never did blame. I just think you have you these emotions. If you these emotions come bubble up, and there's yeah. no way to get into because you've lost your. Because what what happens is you have like a circle. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So what happens is your your social life drops off. Then your friends drop off because you can't meet your friends for drinks. You can't hang out with them. They've got young children. You know. You know your family. And it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So eventually, it's just you. And then, mm -hmm. yeah. And and what do you do when you've got that little circle by yourself? Yeah. And, and, and I think that's something that we have to be socially aware of. Is that mm -hmm. when somebody is caring for somebody, what is their infrastructure around them? Are, are as for, and I appreciate if everyone's you know, we all have busy lives, we're all doing things, we've all got our own families. But when you're a carer within the carer role, you know. You're you're down, you're down to one. You're going to work. You're coming home. You're coming for somebody. You know, or they're doing so. Who do you speak to? <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm um I'm a mom of a severe special needs child, and I'm in a couple of groups of moms with special needs children. And um that I, the reason I wanted to um highlight what you said is because that's what I'm hearing a lot from a lot of moms. I don't. I don't take any time for myself. I don't have anyone to watch my child. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. 
And what you just said, take, go out in the garden and have a cup of tea. You know, you don't necessarily need to leave your home or invite people, invite people into your home. Or I think, I think if it's really important, you find a way to do it. You find some outlet. So I love everything that you're saying because also, there's a level of understanding because your friends don't always understand. Unless someone's been in your situation, mm-hmm. they understand. So I don't mean I'm, I've I've got physical space, so I know. Um, and if my mum's side, she says anything. You're off, you feel outside it anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? He's looking up for special news child. I mean, it's, 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 it's massively impacted. It impacts on relationships, yeah, impacts it on family life. Um, you can't do things. It prevents you from there's lots and lots of um, intersectionality within it. Um, and then on top of that, add the emotional stuff. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And the, you know, the financial, and, and you feel, you start to feel bogged down. Do you know what I'm saying? So even just like when my mum and my parents were like, even stuff like of going to the hairdressers, it was like a military operation. Who's going to sit with my mom? Who's going to yeah. wait? You know, okay, I've got to be at the hairdresser. I've got to be at the hairdressers for this time. I've got to be out by this time because the carer that I paid for could only wait a few hours. You know what I'm saying? They've got to get back. Right. Constantly, you're, you're in overdrive in these kind of things. Yeah. And I think we as you know, carers or whatever you do, we don't talk about it. We don't. We just kind of just shoulder it. Oh, we get on with it, and we don't tell our friends. And our friends don't understand. Even even my brother, we would say the same thing that I hit for. We would talk about it. And as to what's it like having a disabled sister, and he said, "My friends don't get it." He said, "They don't understand what it's like to have a disabled sister." So I, I say to them, I say to you, he'll say to me, "Let's meet in town for a coffee," or and it's just not possible. You know, because I've got to think. Okay, do we have disabled access? Do they have parking? Do they? Can I get a wheelchair in there? And he's like, when when, when he says that to his friends, they're like, oh, oh, God, you know, just meet her, just meet her in town. He's like, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you know, you know yourself, it just, doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. We have to, we have to, and that's what I'm thinking. So that's, there's lots of like nuances. Yeah, it's probably really frustrating time. having to, um, I, I see it two ways. I see it as a gift and I see it as how it could be frustrating because you're educating other people like, no, it's not that easy. I need to make sure there's wheelchair access. I need to, and for your brother as well to tell his friends, no, this is what, this is what my sister needs. So it, so there he's educating them, but at the same time, it's like, why do I have to educate you? I, I probably, you know, like it's That's frustrating. True. Like I shouldn't That's have true. to, but it's like a double-edged sword, you know? So okay, you're okay. getting the word out, you know, through speaking about it like what the, what the limitations are. Like if I get invited with my daughter to go somewhere, I have to think, all right, what's the environment going to be like? Is she going to be super sensory overload? Is, is, is she going to not handle it? Well, I couldn't go to my um, stepdaughter's volleyball game yesterday because I'd already brought Hannah there and she flipped out. So I knew it was just too much for her. It was just too much. So you're right. There are things that we miss out on. But there are other things that we don't miss out on. So talk about some of the, what do you see as the gifts of who you are and and, and what you have to say? I think for me, it's the fact that I am very much a positive person. Mm-hmm. That I'm always looking for the future. I, I, you know, I think as from, 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 a disability, from a disability perspective, I feel like I have so much to offer. I'm adaptable, I'm flexible, I'm, you know, you know, we always when 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 you are 
living with a condition or disability, you have no choice but to be positive because mm-hmm. every day is a blessing. Not in the, not in the sense of like a religious blessing, just the fact that we have to adapt in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. have to be a society that doesn't fit us. And so we are so, so I'm always looking at the, the positives that, you know, okay, I could do this. I, and I always have like great mindset skills and, 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 um, I can think myself, I can think quite fast on my feet. And also I think how to get out of positions or how to do things. So I see myself as an asset to the world. So I'm very much about staying positive and, and, and yes, I live with a condition, but this is what I can do. I'm not, I'm not defined, I'm not defined by my, my, my disability does not define me by, by that. I love that you just said I'm an asset to the world. That is amazing because that is absolutely true. Every single person on this earth has, is an asset. Everyone has their own purpose. So I love that you said that. That is a, that's amazing. How do you juggle the work hat with the other hats that you have? How do you juggle? How do you juggle that? Is there any, is there any hardship with that, with the working Um, and, you know, all that? Yeah, definitely. As as someone who's been self-employed, it's definitely a hardship because you're constantly becoming the first, do you know what I mean, in, in, in ways. There's not a lot, there's not a lot of, disabled entrepreneurs out there who are who are publicly showing what what, what we do what so kind of business what kind of business do you run so i'm just disability inclusion consultant so i go into businesses and show them how being inclusive is actually comfortable oh that's amazing oh talk about in. that some more i love that tell me about that yeah, so basically I work with businesses, I work with, work with my brother and we have a, a company where we do theatre-based workshops where we actually go into companies and we teach them what it's like to be disabled or, you know, various other situations about equity and equality and we just help your businesses to show that being inclusive is actually quite profitable and if they were, I mean, just, just show them the advantages of, of actually being inclusive, so we, we run that together Um. And that allows me to speak to so many different people. And you see the spark. It's not just like those who are physically disabled. It's those who are neurodiverse. It's sort of those who have got a disability. Yeah. We also show people with those conditions. that my, my, my goal is to get as many disabled people onto boardrooms as possible. I want to see boardrooms, not the <laughs> traditional yeah. male, white male. I want to see it mixed. I want to be diverse, and I want to see as many disabled people on there as possible. You know, promoting themselves and and, and being seen. Because I think what we need is people who are disabled in senior level positions. Amen, sister. A- absolutely, absolutely. How did you find? How did you get into that? I mean, I know why you have a passion for it, but how did you actually? How did you start that business and how did you how do you figure how did you start to get clients and all that talk about that because that's amazing (laughs) so i started many years ago in e-commerce i started when when i got medically retired from my job i started in e-commerce and i used to be a cake maker so i used to work with cake supplies and stuff that and i just kind of about two years ago i decided i used to be to go to wedding events and stuff like that to showcase the work I'd always get asked about uh, access, yeah, how accessible it was and stuff like that. So I just thought, so I started advising these kind of restaurants and these hotels, what things they can, and it's just kind of just blown, it just kind of just grew from there. So now I work with, you know, primarily with, with, with hotels and hospitality sectors and, and luxury brands on how, because disability should not just stop you from accessing, 
you know, luxury brands or you shouldn't say she exists in hotels. And frankly, we're in a world where a lot of hotels and, and, and restaurants just are just not accessible. Mm. Wow. So have you seen a lot of positive um, impact as a result of going into these places and helping them? Absolutely. Absolutely. I def- definitely see it. I think a lot more. I think the world is finally waking up um, and seeing, you know, that, that disability, especially inclusion, is, is actually quite positive and it's actually some good things to come from it. So I see lots of things happening. Uh, like Vogue recently you know, did a, a, a magazine spread with disabled models, which is like the first in history. Um, so I think so it's, there's lots of good things happening in the world that that that, that are changes. So now is the time for us to you know literally you know, instead of being an afterthought, we're now actually in a position where we can actually hear and provide our, our voices and, and get them heard. Yeah, I love that too. You're saying a lot of great things right now. You're not an afterthought. It's 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 everyone's got to be, everyone has to be involved in the conversation. So that's that's amazing. So how does how does your mother hat then? interfere with your work hat <laughs> okay so my daughter is neurodiverse she has has um she has anxiety so i kind of have to help her and keep her motivated um do you know so it's kind of like you know it's just like working around around her and what she does and helping helping her, her move forward with that so it's kind of like keeping her calm, you know, making things that are in place, helping with education, yeah. helping with work and stuff like that, and, and go from there. So, yeah, that, that's kind of like how we're doing it. How old is your daughter? She's 23. She's 20. Oh, I have a 24. My daughter just turned 24. She's okay. Neuro- yeah, she's neurodiverse as well. <laughs> yeah. It's a handful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard trying to be yeah. hard trying to... Trying to navigate it but um you know you do you you also you do the best that you can do mm-hmm. you know, there's no there's no parenting book out there that says that you're going to be the perfect parent to you know, do a child who's neurodiverse there is a you just do the best that you can do with the skills you, that you, you can do and, and, and help them to the best of your, to the best of your ability and find the gift in it I, you know that's what part of what my new path is with my business and this podcast and just connecting with people is is um just appreciating everything in my life and and how it got me to where I am today you know yeah. and my daughter was a big part of that she was the catalyst for everything so you know as tough as it is having a nonverbal child um with the you know disabilities that she has it's a gift at the same time you know and it's exactly. important to look at it both ways speaking of (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's funny um so do you find that like do you have a balance with the work like is it um or do you have to go out every single day or is your is your schedule like manageable yeah no luckily the work for me is i work from home with regards to time are you when we're actually doing the um in-person stuff that that we actually do the 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 install. Otherwise, oh, okay. we, we we just we just do it. Um, you know, we do it online. So lots of Zoom calls and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, and, and then go. Yeah, but it's manageable. I've, I've basically created my diary around. So one of the things I do in my diary is the first thing that I put into my diary is me time. <laughs> so yeah. I so so when I plan my week on the, on a, on a Sunday afternoon, I slot in the me time section. 
you're saying and throughout the week so I have like an hour here an hour there just to rest to recuperate to to meet friends mm-hmm. and just to make and then plan everything around it so I try not to do any more than two meetings on zoom a day okay and then plan it and then planning around that time just just oh, to give, okay. give you that bit of freedom and, and so forth yeah that's smart I'm still figuring out that balance oh <laughs> in my business yeah, no, definitely, in, definitely give you get a definitely put your um put your your downtime in first and then work back yeah yeah I'm figuring all that out I'm a former teacher I taught for 17 okay. years so so I I know how to manage my time with the teaching but now my own business not so much <laughs> oh bless you I'm, I'm figuring that help. out it's I'm a process Elaine it's a process <laughs> it really is you'll be fine yeah is there anything else that you'd like to share um, about the hats? Is there any hat that you're looking to put on? Anything oh, new that you're that you're like, oh, I want to try that. Um, I think for me, I like to be going to the next level. <laughs> and what um, is that? What so is that next level? Like, yeah, so that's me. Is be a a you know moving to like a seven figure bracket. I mean, that's what I think. I think we need again. I think we need more disabled people in the seven figure bracket. To, to to show people that it's possible. Yeah, you know, more about more about possibilities and showing people the, the, the best way. Uh, so I think for me that's that's, that's definitely something that I want to I want to look forward to, you know, to doing is getting into that kind of bracket and showing to people that if I can do it, they can do it. They've just got to believe in, believe in themselves. And just you think that getting into that bracket just from the business that you have that's yeah, a absolutely. yeah I think I think I think it's definitely possible. I think it just it's mind over matter. Um, so I mean, so I think definitely for me, um, that's something that, that I'm working on for 2024, 2025. That's amazing. That's Do you have a community that you connect with as well? Like if you're, or you're an advocate for people, or are you connecting with others in your, your specific yeah, community? There's a massive, there's a massive disabled community online that, that, I, that, I, that I connect with as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I try because, because I work with the brand that I do, I do go to a lot of networking events. So if anyone wants to connect with me, you can, you can catch me on um, LinkedIn so it's just um so my LinkedIn is Hughes Elaine M so you can catch me on that on LinkedIn and we do like we do like audio rooms um and we talk about disability and inclusion and what it means and 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 support on that that level as well oh great okay yeah I'll make sure I put you said Hughes Elaine M yeah and and LinkedIn okay yeah. I'll make sure that I mentioned that in the uh show notes too so people, is there any any place else people can find you if they want to connect? Um, LinkedIn about. I'm also yeah, LinkedIn's probably the best as well. Get me, get me, get me on LinkedIn. It's probably a bit with LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, the best way to get me. Okay. Um, anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? Let's just have just keep going, stay positive. <laughs> oh, I love that. Keep going, stay positive. Well, thank you so much, Elaine, for joining me today. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed speaking with you and and hearing your story it's really inspirational so thank you for joining me thank you to the listeners to the listeners hopefully we'll catch you next time on an episode of the hats we wear everyone have a good day